RTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines after a smooth start to quarantine-free travel. The transport chief says they'll ensure cross-border trips don't interfere with daily commutes. Officials on the mainland say COVID is weak and the people are strong as most anti-epidemic measures are dropped. And a key business chamber says trade won't reach pre-pandemic levels this year with a shortage of staff a key concern. The government says although the operation of cross-border checkpoints has gone very smoothly since quarantine-free travel with the mainland resumed yesterday, it will closely monitor the situation to ensure that remains the case. The Transport and Logistics Secretary Lam Sai-hung noted that the reopening of Lok Ma Chau and other border crossings had happened at the weekend. He said that authorities will make necessary adjustments to ensure they have minimal impact on people heading to work and school during the week. One of the things we're focusing on as we monitor the situation is how cross-border travel and commuters going to work or school will affect each other. We're in close contact with different government departments and public transport operators and we'll discuss how to make improvements in various areas. East Rail passenger Ms Wong says she doesn't see any immediate problems but she foresees a few difficulties in the next couple of weeks ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday. I might get infected with COVID by then, and it's too cramped when there are too many people. Too cramped. It might be as chaotic as it was before closing the border. State media have declared that COVID is weak and that the people are stronger. That came after Beijing dropped border controls yesterday in the final easing of anti-pandemic measures, with editorials saying the mainland has started a new phase in its battle against the virus. Aaron Tam reports. Life is moving forward again, the People's Daily newspaper declared in an article praising the government's virus policies. The editorial, which was published soon after China dropped travel restrictions on Sunday, said authorities have moved from preventing infection to preventing severe disease. The mainland's top health officials and state media have repeatedly said COVID infections are peaking across the country. But the World Health Organization has said it's underreporting the scale of the outbreak. And international health experts estimate more than one million people in the country could die from the disease this year. The General Chamber of Commerce says its members don't see business returning to pre-COVID levels this year, adding that a shortage of staff is holding them back even as the return of mainland visitors promises to boost sales. Its CEO, George George Leung, says the authorities should be looking to lure more middle to low-level workers to the SAR. He said members expect business to pick up this year, but they want the government to help by giving residents a new round of spending vouchers. At the beginning of the recovery, the sentiment still remains fragile, and the effect is not going to be seen uh, until you know the middle or later part of uh, this year. So uh, if there is another round of stimulation, for example, say uh, another round of a consumption voucher, and that will help to sustain the sentiment and uh, get the recovery uh, much faster in place. So I think from that perspective, it is worth to consider another round of a financial incentive. A group of 19 politically unaffiliated legislatures has urged officials to think hard before committing to big infrastructure projects in next month's budget, citing this year's likely large fiscal deficit. But the lawmakers also stress the importance of continuing to ease the financial burden on the general public. Tony Che, convener of the so-called G19 group, says apart from tax relief, measures such as electricity and transport subsidies should continue. 
He also wants Financial Secretary Paul Chan to give people a new round of spending vouchers. For the consumption voucher, of course, we will support the issue of the voucher, but as to the amount and whether there would be specific targeting certain trades or industry, we will leave to the government to consider. And turning to the weather, eh, cloudy with a few rain patches, visibility rather low in some areas. Temperatures will range between 18 and 21 degrees. Moderate east to northeasterly winds, fresh offshore later tomorrow. And the outlook calls for cloudy weather with a few rain patches in the following couple of days, mild and humid in the latter part of this week, with coastal fog in the morning and at night. The temperature right now at the observatory is 20 degrees Celsius, and the relative humidity stands at 81%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is now 5 minutes past 11. More on our top story now and the resumption of quarantine-free travel to the mainland. Government pandemic advisor David Hoy has renewed his warning that COVID cases will rise soon following the reopening on on top of lift on top of the lifting of most covid restrictions in hong kong the chinese university respiratory medicine professor said there may also be more serious infections and deaths which might require tighter testing and vaccination requirements for travelers after the border reopening, we should observe whether it leads to an increase in the proportion of serious cases on both sides of the border because unvaccinated people are now allowed to cross the border. If it leads to a greater increase in the number of serious cases and deaths, maybe adjustments would be made. The head of a clinic that plans to offer bivalent vaccines to visitors from the mainland says hiccups in the supply chain mean the jabs aren't available yet. Samuel Kwok is chief medical executive, executive of Virtus Medical Group, excuse me, one of the several companies hoping to offer vaccines unavailable on the mainland after quarantine-free travel resumed. He says it may take a few more days to get the shots ready. The pharmaceutical company side, actually, they, they need to, you know, there's some procedures to get the thing ready. And maybe that's why, <laughs> you know, to, to stall the, the vaccine for, for uh, transportation and all that. Well, when we order the drugs, the, the vaccine, we've been informed that it could be ready by this week, something like that. And there is some, perhaps uh, a little bit of kick-up and kind of delay for a few more days. Tourism officials in Thailand have rolled out the red carpet for the return of visitors from mainland China, hailing the resumption of quarantine-free travel as a major boost to their economy. Three members of the Thai cabinet were at Bangkok's main airport this morning to welcome flights. Thailand has partially rolled back a vaccination requirement implemented earlier this week. It's now only asking unvaccinated travelers to take a PCR test on arrival. Anutin Charnvirakol is the country's health minister. Now we can say Thailand freely open for all tourists from all over the world, provided that every concerned party will have to be cautious as per the reg uh, health regulations that stated in Thailand. Back locally, the Federation of Trade Unions has called on the authorities to relax the rules for the use of mainland-made medicine in Hong Kong to give the public more choice. At the moment, medicine registered on the mainland must also hold a certificate from one of 32 countries listed by the Pharmacy and Poisons Board before it can be made available in the SAR. Jofi Chan is an FTU lawmaker. With the fifth wave of pandemic and with the increasing use of the mainland vaccines, we can have more confidence in 
all the manufacturing from mainland. And most importantly, what we are saying is, at the moment, the system is discriminating the mainland drugs. What we are suggesting is to break the barriers or remove the barriers which discriminate mainland drugs. As Hong Kong, an international city, we have to increase the use of mainland drugs. Turning overseas again, the United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has called for massive investments to help Pakistan recover from last year's devastating floods. Addressing a conference in Geneva to raise funds for Pakistan, Mr. Guterres said the country had been doubly victimized by climate chaos and what he called a morally bankrupt global financial system. Pakistan's Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif called for a new coalition of the willing, to help the country and provide the country with a lifeline. I am asking for your support for those who have lost their life savings, their homes and livelihoods, those who are sitting under blue sky facing the hardship of winters and looking forward to your help and support from mankind. I am asking for a sustained international support plan to meet this daunting challenge. World leaders have condemned the storming of Brazil's Congress on Sunday by supporters of the former President Jair Bolsonaro. In Beijing, Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin said China firmly opposed the violence in Brazil and supported efforts to stabilize the situation. President Biden said the will of the Brazilian people must not be undermined. The new president, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, has declared a state of emergency. Oliver Stoinkel teaches international relations at the Vargas Foundation in Sao Paulo. There's been a sense that Brazil had turned a corner, that uh, Brazil's democracy has stepped away from the cliff. But as we see now, one week into the Lula government, Brazil's democracy still faces severe challenges. And because it has been so predictable, it's particularly worrisome because neither the armed forces nor the military police in Brasilia decided to actively prevent the attacks from happening. The Philippines has announced plans to import thousands of tons of onions in an effort to overcome a national shortage, with onion prices in the country thought to be among the highest in the world. More from the BBC's Celia Hatton. Onions are central to Filipino cooking, and the government says the swift rise in their cost is one of the central drivers behind soaring household bills. But the reasons behind the suddenly high price of onions are still up for debate. Some say Manila failed to place import orders for onions in time, leading to a scramble to purchase local harvests. Others say cartels are behind the disappearance of the root vegetable, citing suspicions that some are profiting handsomely by selling onions for around six times their normal price. The Duke of Sussex, Prince Harry, has accused some members of the British royal family of being complicit in the suffering endured by his wife. In two television interviews on Britain's ITV and America's CBS, he admitted his relationship with his brother and father was strained, but insisted he hoped for reconciliation. Prince Harry, who now lives in the United States, also said some of his relatives had gotten into bed with the devil and criticized members of his family who cooperated with newspapers. For the last however many years, the level of planting and leaking from other members of the family means that, in my mind, they have written countless books. Certainly millions of words have been dedicated to trying to trash my wife and myself to the point where I had to leave my country. Prince Harry's memoir is released tomorrow. And to sport... 
And an NFL playoff picture is set after this morning's final round of regular season games. In the NFC wildcard games next weekend, it'll be the San Francisco 49ers hosting the Seattle Seahawks, the Minnesota Vikings taking on the New York Giants, and Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers playing the Dallas Cowboys. The Philadelphia Eagles are a top seed and get a bye week. The Seahawks clinch the final playoff spot, edging out the Green Bay Packers, who were beaten by the Detroit Lions 20-16 to in the regular season finale. That's left veteran Green Bay quarterback Aaron Rodgers pondering his future. He has said he doesn't know whether he'll continue playing. I mean, it's a little raw right now. You know, it's just a little bit after the game, so uh, I want to take the emotion out of it and have the conversations and see where the organization's at and see how I feel after some time has passed. In the AFC, Miami grabbed a playoff spot at the expense of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So in the wild card, it'll be the Buffalo Bills hosting the Dolphins, the Cincinnati Bengals battling the Baltimore Ravens, and the Jacksonville Jaguars entertaining the Los Angeles Chargers. Kansas City are the top seed. In English football's FA Cup, Manchester City cruised into the fourth round with a comprehensive 4-0 win over Chelsea at the Etihad. Riyad Mahrez scored twice with Phil Foden and Julian Alvarez also on target for the champions. More from the BBC's John Murray. The worst of this for Chelsea was that it was so comfortable for Manchester City as Pep Guardiola's team coasted into the fourth round. There was little doubt as to what the outcome would be from the moment Riyad Mahrez opened the scoring from a free kick. Certainly once Julian Alvarez's penalty made it 2-0 five minutes later. By half-time it was three after Mahrez and Walker set up Phil Foden to score and Mahrez's late penalty gave it a scoreline that more accurately reflected City's superiority. Chelsea have now been knocked out of both domestic cups this season by City. They've lost six of their last nine and even though he's been in charge for only 18 matches, manager Graham Potter urgently needs to turn round performances and results. City will face Arsenal if the Premier League leaders beat, their, beat third-tier Oxford United in their game tonight. The American golfer Colin Morikawa suffered a spectacular collapse of the Tournament of Champions in Hawaii, losing a six-shot lead on the final day and handing the title to John Rahm. In one stretch, he made three straight bogeys while Rahm ran off three birdies and an eagle. The Spaniard came away with a two-shot win, much to the disappointment of Morikawa. You know, you work so hard and you give yourself these opportunities and um, just bad timing on bad shots and kind of added up really quickly I and mean, you know I don't know what I have you know what I'm going to learn from this week but it just didn't seem like it was that far off and a reminder of our top story after a smooth start to quarantine free travel the transport chief says they'll ensure cross-border trips won't interfere with daily commutes the news from RTHK RTHK It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time Very good evening, 11.15 here, Monday night And our twilight time is the first of the week 45 minutes of music just to kick back and relax to If you'd like a song 
Radio Pete at Gmail is the way to get in touch. I think we've got a fair variety for you tonight, beginning with a song requested by Gilbert. It's a big hit from Jim Reeves. Say you found somebody new, but that won't stop my loving you. I just can't let you walk away. Forget the love I had for you. Guess I could find somebody too. But I don't want no one but you How could you leave without regret? Am I that easy to forget? Before you leave, be sure you find You want his love much more than mine I'll just say we've never met If I'm that easy to forget Easy to forget. 